Welcome to DKM episode 19, ladies and gentlemen. I am back from my, well, to plainly put it, uh, I caught Ligma momentarily. And honestly, it was, uh, I caught it again. It was just, it's hard, honestly. You rebound, man. You rebound. I wasted my money on uh, all those uh, Ligma anonymous uh, groups, right? And I, I, I rebounded, man. But I, I'm stronger now. I'm stronger now. And uh, <laughs> what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I well, I mean, honestly, I I've never believed that that um that phrase because like, hey, um, taking a hammer to your kneecaps, sure, it might not kill you, but does it make you stronger? Does it really? Ah. I, I think the, the the meaning of the saying goes is like uh, here's here's a little fun fact. Uh, I'm pretty sure you know Black Sabbath, mm-hmm. right, uh, Marcos? Uh, do you know about Tony Iommi's fingers? Yeah. Okay, so for the audience who don't know, uh, Tony Iommi's the lead guitarist for uh, the band Black Sabbath, and it's really like interesting but sad story. Um, right before he was gonna quit to join a band, um, he was used to work in this uh, factory up in Birmingham, and he was a welder. And on the last day he was going to leave, like literally the day he was going to leave, like that was his last day. Um, they said, hey, one of the guys called out sick. We need you to be in this position to work in front of this machine. Essentially, you have to like, according to him, is that you have a sheet metal. You have to like push it towards the machine and it cuts it and then you pull back, right? right? He never used it before. He doesn't know how this thing works. So he kept like doing it over and over again. And then like by the third time, you just hear the, the machine like cut two of his fingers it was like his ring finger and his uh middle finger like completely mm-hmm. like they popped it off and he was described like he was in such shock like he didn't even know how the hell he got it to the hospital and like apparently someone brought his de- uh decapitated fingertips in a matchbox and they gave it to the doctor and the doctor's like well these are useless we can't put these back and remember folks if you lose a part of your body uh, no matter how small it is, put it in some ice, take it to the hospital with you. And because you put it in ice, very cold ice, and you submerge it in it, you could actually save that uh, that part of your body. Because, well, that's what the cold does. True. Maybe. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, apparently the doctor just looked at it and he's like, well, we can't do anything. So he just threw him away. And uh, I can only imagine, like, how depressing that must be, like, laying in your bed thinking, fuck me, I was just about to join a band, and I was about to quit my crappy job. And the, f- the fucked up part was, like, literally he went to lunch with his mom, uh, like, in- during the shift, and he was telling his mom, like, hey, I'm not going back to work, I don't give a fuck anymore. And the mom's like, no, you go back there, you 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 promised these people that you were working until your last day, you better go back. And then right after, and that was right before his fingers gets cut. Mm. And he was just, like, laying in his bed and thinking, like, God, this fucking sucks. But the man was determined. So, he, you know, this was back in the 70s. So they didn't just give him, like, prosthetic fingers immediately. What he would do is that he would, like, melt uh, bottle caps. And, like, like uh, I think he described at one point he would take, like, one of those, like, helium cans. Okay. And he would melt it down to, like, a glass ball to the point where, like, he didn't, like, would put it around his fingers and wrap it around with leather. And, you know, he can't feel anything with those fingers. So he then later t- down tuned the shit out of his guitar and he would plug it into the uh, bass amp instead. That's from his like last interview I heard of him talk about it. But it's really interesting the fact that like, you know, you get this horrible, horrible injury, but then you learn from it and you're like, okay, what can I do to adapt with this problem? So he makes some prosthetic fingertips. Like that's what he plays with right now. Yeah. He has like finger like fake fingers like while he's playing the guitar I, and i just found that so fascinating i guess i'm just taking the the phrase hyper real just hyper literal because 
Yeah, too little. I love yeah. doing that because like whatever doesn't kill you make you stronger. And I'm like, well, I mean, if you treat it as an absolute, then sure. But obviously, it's a, it's an American saying, I guess. So yeah, but I just love that story. I just want an excuse to tell right. it. Right, even though I've recovered from my ligma, our co-host Kenny, uh, he is currently fighting the sugma. And it's kind of hard. Yeah. He lost his voice a bit, but it's fine. He'll he'll come back. He'll come around. He's a he's a he's a bron he's a what's it, a bucking bronco of a lad. So he'll he'll come back from it. It's not that bad. But it's just gonna be the two of us just chilling. Uh, but right. Back to that. F- eventually, we're gonna be uh-huh. we're gonna be like a band that eventually it's gonna be like super depressing to work with, and it's like, oh yeah, we like we did this album, but none of us were in the same room. Like one of us would come in, overdub, did his part, walk away, and. Yeah, I've I've been watching a lot of like documentaries about like bands like when they were making albums and shit, and you think like oh they would all come together and like make the music, but like like the Beatles for example, mm-hmm. like most of the time they weren't even in the same fucking room. Like they would walk in, do their part, and then walk out, and then like the the sound engineer in the background would be like okay, we recorded John's part, and then we got Paul McCartney coming up next, and then like they even described at one point that like John and Ringo or something when it was like just hanging out like talking, but then Paul McCartney walk in and it's like silence. And it's like, damn, you guys are fucking friends, right? Like, why is it suddenly so ten- so fucking full of tension just to walk into your own fucking studio that you're playing music with your bandmates? I just, you just brought up the Beatles, and in my mind, it goes to Ringo about him not even the him being not even the best drummer in the Beatles, and I'm like, damn, dude, that that sucks. No, that that's a fake quote. Like, that's something that, like, people... Yeah, it was a joke that John said that wasn't meant to be taken, like, super seriously. Like, but no, John has avidly defended Ringo. Like, they're friends. Like, they, that was just, like, a joke that they said. In fact, well, at one point... Uh, um, I don't know, but maybe it's just me looking at other sources as well. People who worked with the Beatles, maybe it was an ongoing joke about Ringo just being a meme. Yeah, player. I mean, like, just to put in perspective, if you if you think like that, okay, Ringo got, like, really sick at one point during a tour, and, like, they were saying, like, damn, you know, this new guy, because they hired a temporary drummer for a bit, and um, they're like, damn, like, Ringo it might not, it's taking a while, maybe we should just stick with this new guy, and George Harrison was like, nah, fuck that, if Ringo's not here, I'm quitting. And this was, like, early in the Beatles career, and they're like, nope, Ringo's in the group. If he's not in the group, we're not doing so it. He went from he's staying with us. To perm. Oh, okay, that's cool. No, no, no. Like, well, okay. Brief history because I'm a nerd about this. Ringo was like the second to. I think Ringo was like the last final member of the band. Like, it was first John, then Paul, and then Paul introduced to George because he's the youngest. And Jordan Paul was like, "Hey, I got this young kid named George Harrison who's really good at the fucking guitar." So then they joined together. They make the Quarry Men. That was like the band. And then there, then that became the Silver Beatles. And then later, around that time, they had a drummer named Pete Best who was in the early stages of the band. And um, I'm pretty sure you know, like, the Cavern Club, like, early days of the Beatles. That's when they started singing. I saw her standing there, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Pete Best was originally the drummer, right? And then Pete left the group. He left because he thought he was some hot shit or something. And then they brought Ringo along. But people really liked Pete Best at the time. In fact, people hated Ringo. Like, the audience didn't like Ringo. They are like, no, uh, I think it was, like, best forever, Ringo never. Like, they would chant that at him. But, like, the Beatles, like, stuck with their guns. Like, nope, he's in the band. He's staying with us. He's 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 our permanent drummer for now on. And, um, yeah, no, that that joke about, like, oh, John Lennon said that Ringo wasn't the best drummer of the band is, is full of shit. Like, they, they were... 
Yeah, I mean, like, it's, 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 you know, it's like what the Patriots said from Metal Gear Solid 2. I kind of get them. It's, the more, the more as years come by when they said, like, the shit about, like, information is, like, tainted and, like, there's so many different ridiculous sources that blend the truth and it's, like, nothing is consistent and everything is inaccurate. I'm like, oh, fuck, that, that game is kind of right. Because <laughs> everybody has a fucking opinion. Everybody believes they're telling the real story. And it's like, fuck it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I've never been... I guess we what uh, I've never been big on uh, the Beatles. I guess I listen to their music, and this is just me being, I guess, a um, a dumb millennial. Uh, like I, I can appreciate their music, and the whole the funny part about uh, they were more popular than religion at one point. Cause oh, more popular than Jesus. They asked about. Yeah, I'm a yeah, nerd. They asked about. Uh, yeah, that 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 pissed off so well, many thing, people. Thing, I I can't take that seriously. Me being hyper literal on a lot of things. Like, um, uh-huh. what was it? Sure, they would walk up saying, hey, do you know the Beatles? Like, yeah, I know the Beatles. Hey, do you know about this? Uh, Jesus, Christ. Jesus Christ. Right? People should probably say no. People are, um, what was it? I, I can't say that people are inherently ignorant. They're just a product of their, of whatever their environment and their circumstances are. Oh, yeah. So here's. Yeah, it's mainly the South that complained about it. The thing, though. Like, you can ask, you, you see a lot of videos of, of people, like, going up to random moshmos on the uh, uh on public saying hey uh what's the closest star to earth and everyone's like uh the moon stuff like that and i'm like i, I can't really blame them and but then at the same time uh these people are always talking about hey how come school never taught us this or taught us about that or this or that but some some of these people don't even pay attention in school in high school that they didn't even care about the basic fundamentals f- fundamentals of certain things. Like, obviously, taxes aren't explored or anything, but there's a lot of teachers out there, granted, if you went to a decent school, worth somewhat of its salt, where the teachers actually cared about their students. I've had teachers, a bunch of teachers, where we would ask them about taxes, and they would actually assist us in that, especially towards the end of the year, especially if you were a senior, saying, hey, uh, how do you, uh, what, are you, what are even taxes? And then I had a teacher, a history teacher in my school, he would talk to us about taxes. And that was pretty simple. Obviously, that was outside of the curriculum. But these same people who who um, who are walked up, you walk up to them saying, hey, uh, what's the Beatles? Hey, who's Jesus Christ? Uh, I look at it and I laugh because it's, it's just you can see uh, how great people's circumstances are and how they how they develop in their own environment. And they obviously like if you're not. Like if you believe yourself as if you if you believe in the faith but you don't think you like know a lot about it and you don't know about Jesus Christ and I'm not gonna call you a hypocrite but I'm like you should really reconsider your um the way you you, you talk and you and, and you conduct yourself but stuff like that it, I I just like I just like stuff like that that the Beatles was more popular than than Christianity and then that Jesus. was so yeah. funny. I really liked it. I'm yeah, like, and the, the, the reaction was just kind of ridiculous back then. I mean, like, even Brian uh, Epstein was, like, terrified of thing. Like, yo, I don't think we could, like, tour anymore. Because, like, John really fucked up. And it's like, we have to tell John that he's sorry. You know, he basically got canceled back then uh, over <laughs> some dumb hick saying, like, damn, these British boys with wigs are saying that they're better than Jesus Christ. So we can't have that happening. Quick, burn, buy the records and burn them. <laughs> I never understood. Hmm. Never understood when people burn things. 
like medias like when people what was it when nike was supporting colin kaepernick and colin kaepernick did something people were burning bought the shoe and then they would no, no, no. damage it they already had the shoe they already had the oh yeah and then they burned it or they they cut off the socks to the point where you can't see the nike logo here's the thing though and um what's that called uh there's a saying uh, speaking about other sayings there's no such thing as bad press where no matter what you do even if it's good or bad you're still getting attention people are flocking to you because of the um whatever press you have and here's the thing that people don't so basically it's all one gigantic twitter impressions thread okay so okay so everyone thinks that if you boycott like a certain company because they did something i don't know a little bit too like edgy or a little bit too pushy like i'm not sure if you remember the whole gillette uh fiasco yes okay. yeah yeah i remember okay. that so gillette stock sure it took a hit but guess what two months later it recovered it was just fine it was normal it was just hype and guess what and i could be wrong so don't quote me on this but they actually did see somewhat improved sales on certain things and honestly it's negative press especially if you're a big corporation like that it doesn't seem like a bad thing so if i think it's not bad in the long term like i've yet to see like something of like a place get canceled or made fun of or you know unless you're like very small but yeah. for something like of a bigger company like if they do an oopsie doopsie they might like apologize or something but usually they just write it out and be like okay we had a bad month we made less than we projected or maybe we might have but hey look at all these impressions like eventually the name is going to be stuck forever but like the controversy behind it will be forgotten i mean it's the fucking internet right and this is the thing though like negative press is still good press it's it is what it is, and I just, I don't know, I just don't see that. That's why I said, like, it's like a Twitter impressions thread, where it's like, there, there's, like, people out there who, like, legitimately say, like, really stupid, shitty takes, but they're, like, they don't look at, like, the comments or the quote retweets. They see the likes mm -hmm. and the impressions, and they go off of that, and they say, okay, was that tweet successful? Did I get a brand reached out because everybody's talking about my name all of a sudden? And even with that, like, like Twitter in and of itself is just a, uh, uh, how, how can I say? It's just dumb, regurgitating nonsense that's amplified over and over again, thinking, making you believe that it's mainstream where it's actually not. A good example is, um, uh, let's just say, I don't know, you're on Twitter, the base on Twitter is like super minuscule, but because it's Twitter... And everyone views it as sort of like a mainstream social media. It is amplified. Mm -hmm. So a, lo oh, a yeah. lot of the opinions that are out there on Twitter, which is, t I would assume, is the minority. Things that are like super, like a little bit too pushy. It's pushed. It's pushed into like where you believe like it's the, it's the, the majority. But it's actually not really that. So it's, it's a... Uh, yeah, we talking like... We talked about it. it's really just a vocal minority, but yeah. like you know, it's sort of like the, what I like to do is like after a controversy like ends, like when everybody's done talking about it, mm -hmm. I like to look up like after like a week or so, and then I know so like when no one's talking about it again, I'll like look up the topic of the controversy again, and you always see like some people say like, uh, I just want to remind everyone that so and so is still a massive piece of shit, and it's like 
no likes, no comments, no retweets, no nothing. It's like, okay, we get it. You're peddling that that controversy when it was hot shit. Now you're trying to like, you know, give your hot take on it so you can keep it going. You know, uh, you can even look at uh, like with Twitter, um, the reply guys. I'm not sure if you know the term, the reply guys. Reply guys, no. What is where that? Where people make essentially a career out of replying re- replying to someone's tweet. Like the moment someone tweeted something, like a celebrity, the moment oh, okay. it drops, there's people behind that tweet. The frame one, the moment it comes out, they're quickly on it on their phone, on the computer, whatever. They're on it on their Samsung freaking refrigerator. They're on it. They're typing away. <laughs> saying oh look at this person said this opinion i'm gonna put my own thoughts into it and maybe even call them dumb uh this became yeah those are we call high horse people uh right i've heard of that as well um a lot of people a lot of people a lot of people get accused of that sort of shit where it's like you know here here's the thing i've learned about the internet right you're on the internet you could give any opinion just anything you could just say hey man i think world hunger sucks someone is always going to disagree with you Someone, everyone, someone is just going to say you're a massive piece of shit because you even suggested that well, thought, I mean, not right? Even, you can look at a wholesome YouTube video and someone will dislike it just to dislike it. Yeah, no, I get that. But my point I'm trying to get it is that, like, there's a lot of people in this world, um, unless you're trying to be the news, that they'll, like, get on topics where are very black, not even black or white. There's a lot of gray area in it, right? But they want to act like they're the fence sitter. They want to act like, oh, I'm in the middle ground. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to give any particular take. And it's like, dude, then don't fucking say anything. You're not helping the conversation at that point if you're just in the fence in the middle of everything. Just if it's one thing i learned on the internet is that when you stay on an opinion unless you do a complete 180 you just got to own up to it because when you start flip-flopping you start playing the middleman people are going to give you more shit for that i I don't know about owning too much on it because sometimes it it could be a little bit toxic even though if some some parts of your opinion might have changed because uh new evidence comes out or something else comes out that sort of could challenge your your view and you can acknowledge it yeah. if you can and if you acknowledge it i don't think you should defend it even though uh new evidence comes to light like if not that just be toxic af you know so look mm-hmm. all i know is, is that like here with with regards to the reply guys let me give you the dictionary.com definition yeah. uh a term for a man who frequently comments on tweets and other social media posts in an annoying condescending forward or otherwise unsolicited unsolicited manner especially post by women it can also refer to a person who frequently and zealously responds to posts from famous people on twitter it's more of the latter definition that i'm focusing about i've never heard about the especially posts by women i guess that that does happen that's that's a first because i've seen a lot of i thought these were like people that like get on their high horse and they want to like talk down to everyone who's ever made any fucking tweet i thought that's what you're talking about look at what's it called um a lot of the reply guys for uh, Donald Trump when he was president, you can look at it, just a bunch of people just replying it. My main concern was is that these reply guys, they all had like their Patreon, their um, uh, their coffee, PayPal, their... their everything on their on their uh, what's it called on the description of their or their bio of their Twitter page or their Twitter handle, and. They were. This was their job for four years. Now, again, now since just being a Twitter reply guy, right? So imagine you stopped working for four years because you were. This was your main source of income. Now, 
after the, uh, you know, last year, the elections came through and now you saw that, hey, now I have to go back to work or whatever. Like, how is that going to look? Because obviously any any employer is going to look at like, hey, well, what's this four year gap you saw? That, like, that you, th- this four year gap, my bad, I, I spoke wrong. This four year gap of you not working. Like, what did you do? Like, you're just going to say that oh, oh. I was just replying on Twitter to like a bunch of people. I am a social media management. I'm sure you could spin it in such a way where it could sound bureaucratic and corporate. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, though, that's what, like, a lot of YouTubers do when they, like, get a job for after a while. They could say, like, here's the thing, like, people like to think that, like, oh, being a YouTuber or Twitch streamer is, like, immediately, like, oh, it's kind of like a dead end. You have to stay as a YouTuber or as a Twitch streamer. Not really. Technically, you could use those skills and say, hey, I know how to run a brand. I know how to run a community. I know how to present myself. I know how to be on camera. You could could translate those skills into everything because, believe it or not, there are plenty of YouTubers out there who – hang up the youtube job they say you know what this is fun and all but i want something a little bit more personal i want something a little bit more structured or um you know i i, I don't want to deal on a monetization bot to determine i'm gonna feed a family or not you know right so and a lot of people have that issue where they make youtube which is a very volatile market if you don't have a a strong audience uh they make that their main source of income their main source of everything and they're putting all their eggs in one basket yeah yeah, especially if you were, like, starting out and stuff and, you know, that excitement. I'm like, oh, boy, I'm making money by – especially, like, those early machinima guys. Oh, my God. Like, a lot of them – like, you know, there's thankfully, like, good scenario cases where, like, a lot of them kind of, like, slowly fade away from YouTube. But you could tell they had, like, either money saved up or they had, like, business ventures on the side where it's, like, they don't have to depend on it anymore. Um, I think, like, White Boy 7th Street was, like, one of those guys where he was just, like – really big on the youtube scene but he's still like really rich and stuff because he was smart with his money he invested it a lot of it mm-hmm. so he wasn't like oh i'm gonna be dead broke if i you know if i lose my machine i'm a contract you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying and that's in my opinion though like i hate to i hate to like you know put that out there but i would always if i ever make it big ever in whatever scenario in my life i would always have in some way shape or form in my back pocket other ways of making a living because the way i look at it is that yeah some people might say well damn danny aren't you doing youtube for the art of it i am but i like to look at it more as like if i don't have to worry about money then the content is better if i have to worry about money it affects the content for you guys you know what i'm saying the mentality because like uh, what you're going in like the mindset you have going into it because if you're going into it because you want to be a youtuber and you want to be a big youtuber uh, people feel that uh, because they go into that mindset, then they feel pressure to constantly release videos, constantly have uh, their analytics showing positive returns on each video. Like, Or they get, like, really depressed afterwards because they look at the numbers and only the numbers. Yeah, yeah, And so, like, hey, this video got 100 likes. I got to push for 120 likes now, I guess. And, oh, wow, this video went to 98 likes. And they really push for more and higher numbers where uh, where you said that was complete. You basically took the words out of my mouth. They only look at the numbers. That's why if you go into it just to use YouTube as a medium to do whatever you want it to do and not because you want it to be a YouTuber, then that is a, um, a much more healthier mindset to the point where you're not so, I guess, not so focused and also not so toxically involved into YouTube where you're just like, hey, I'm going to do this like this because I want to be a YouTuber. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. You, you can look at our generations, uh, younger generations that, and even our generations, heck, uh, me being born in 95, 
95 gang, let's go! People really want to be influencers and YouTubers and uh, Twitch famous and like... There was a statistic that they done where like they interviewed a bunch of young kids. I was watching like this video about like talking about uh, uh, Ryan's uh, toys review or something, yeah. and they said that a majority of children when they ask like, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" The first thing they would say is either YouTuber, athlete, like YouTuber, musician, athlete, and then teacher. I think teacher was like the second one, but like athlete, no, musician was like second to mm. last. So yeah, I think that's definitely true because you know, like you said, you we were both born in '95, like. Back then, the idea of making money on YouTube was sort of like, uh, you know, hush-hush. We don't really talk about it. We always assume that, like, you know, the super high top-tier, like, 0.1% of the YouTube people, okay, they might be making money, like, through something. You know, this was before, like, AdSense was common knowledge. Like, ad revenue was common knowledge. Like, back then, it was sort of like, uh, you know, like, sex in the 50s. You know, we did it. We don't really talk about it. You know what right. I'm saying? But, like, nowadays, you could go to any YouTuber and watch YouTuber hasn't talked about, like, made an update video and be like, oh, I worked really hard in this project. And, like, when the apocalypse became a thing and then everybody's videos were getting demonetized, you know, back then, no one really talked about that sort of thing, you know? I mean, I know that AdSense was around, like, years beforehand, but people weren't, like, upfront about it, you know? Mm -hmm. Especially if you were into gaming content back then. That was, like, Machinima's, like, big hook to a lot of people was that, like, back then, when you uploaded Call of Duty commentary... You wouldn't make any money. That was it. Like, there was no ifs, ands, or buts about it. YouTube's com uh, copyright system back then was very, you know, very black and white. And video game content was in the gray area where it's like, look, you can't use copyrighted material. Vid this video game is copyrighted. You can't make ad revenue out of it. But then Machinima will come along and be like, hey, man, uh, would you like to make something out of it? And then a lot of people get signed up into Machinima. Sure, they took like, what, like 60 or 50, 40% of, of your proceeds. But back then, that was like the only way you could make money. You know, by like 2010, especially by 2014, there was no reason to get an MCM because, you know, they were just taking money out of it. Then YouTube kind of like figured out the gray area and like, okay, well, technically video games could be marketable or they can't be uh, monetized. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. I just think, honestly, when it comes to, like, returns and stuff, I don't know. Twitch doesn't seem like a platform to me that's, like, super, I don't know. For you. It, no, like, in general. Not even for me. Oh, okay, in okay. general, when it comes to, like, um, the, what was it? The returns on subscriptions, uh, the money that a creator, not a, uh, a fan, a viewer will give to you. And then how much you get out of it versus all the other platforms that do just that. If anything, like, I don't know, you can just say, hey, just instead of donating here, just take up the donate button out of your Twitch or just say, just put it to my Patreon. I get more returns out of that in Patreon in contrast to Twitch. I can see if I can look up a, um... Oh, you're talking about, like, just, like, like pure so numbers, like, like say, okay. Twitch takes, right. I'm just throwing a number out here, 45% of all subcasts, yeah. right? And yeah. thirty percent of all, and that's not even factoring like taxes as well. So we're just going off with just twitches, right. so, right. side. Thirty yeah. percent of all uh, uh, donations, right? I'm just throwing out numbers. These aren't real numbers. I'm just yeah, my ass, right? Yeah. You go to Patreon, and they're only going to take ten percent or eight percent, something like right. that. Right. Like, you get. I don't. I don't know if you could promote your Patreon on Twitch exactly. Um, but I, I, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. Uh, and even, I mean, here, here's a good example, actually. I don't know if you noticed this. Did you notice that like certain YouTube channels not have that applause button right next to their subscribe? They have a what? There's a button on uh, YouTube right now. Like I, I the only one I can think of on the top of my head is the PKA clips channel. 
or I think it was the PK uh, YouTube channel, where there's a button called the applause. Like it's a little heart with a little dollar sign on it. And that's technically like tw- like YouTube's way of like doing bits if I want to make a comparison. Mm-hmm. But here's the crazy part. Apparently, if you don't if you push that button on like your PC, it only takes like 30 percent. But if you use it on your phone, like mobile devices, it takes 60 percent out of your of the of the total donation. Yeah, I wasn't even aware of that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Just seeing how this generation is really like just even our generation, even older generation, even younger generations are just focused on being influencers, celebrities, all that stuff. Um, you can even look at um in different countries what they what kids want to be when they grow up i mean even in china uh a good like i think a good sum of the kids said they wanted to be an astronaut of all things so uh that's something <laughs> that's something way different than what the americans want obviously it's a cultural differences so there's mm-hmm. that but all i know is, is that if i were ever to stream it's not it's not mainly just because I want to get a following because I want to get big or anything. It's mainly just because I want to record myself and do what I want to do. And if you have a problem with it, well, so be it. You can, uh, go cry about it, I guess, but I'm just doing my thing for, for me, just doing my own thing, you know? I get you. I I think that the best mindset you could look at that is that, um, when people, I tell this to everybody starting out, when you're streaming, um, I, I don't know if you ever use Twitch, Marcos, but uh, when you use Twitch and you have that like stream manager window where it shows like your chat, your donations, your bits, and blah 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 blah, um, there's a button that says your view count. Like it shows you how many people are yeah, watching right that. now. You could you could click that button and it doesn't show that number at all. Yeah, I think it's like the best way to not get demotivated in, in the quickest way possible because so many people yeah, and it's so heartbreaking. When I see people just say, like, oh, I only got, like, 200 viewers. I'm like, dude, that's 200 people taking time out of their day to watch you. Like, I like I, I don't want to flex a little bit. But, dude, we just, like, hit, like, 40 subscribers on this YouTube channel alone. Like, I've been completely, like, just not been following the, like, the statistics on this channel. Admittedly, because I've just been distracted with other stuff. But, dude, like, to me, like, seeing that jump was so, you know... It was so cool to see the like, hey, we're you know we're growing, we're doing something. That's why I'm oh, proud that we're doing this podcast. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So I got the numbers here. So, Twitch mm-hmm. takes fifty percent thirty uh, of all sorts of uh, mon- monetization, whether it be donations, subscriptions. What? What? No, 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 no. Wait, wait. Donations are. Wait, let me cl- clear that up. If you're donating through like Streamlabs or something, that's different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. D- Twitch does do not make a dollar out of the donations wait, the wait, only so way twitch makes money from, uh, i sent you a link on our discord thing yeah. uh, but anyways uh-huh. uh i'm just going off what this guy's going for apparently <laughs> oh god lord 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 so the best place is um uh to get most of your money back uh most of your money when it comes to like uh people uh what do you call it uh giving you money there's OnlyFans, which will take 20%, um, and Pornhub, which is 20%. And uh, Damn. Wow, that's uh, those are the two best places for you to get your money, where you can get, like, uh, uh, well, wait, let me correct myself. 
So OnlyFans, Pornhub, okay. and Patreon. Patreon takes 15 to 12 percent, depending on whatever plan you have, before processing fees. Approximately, approximately uh, eight to 15 percent after processing fees. And YouTube takes 45 percent. YouTube members uh, from your YouTube channel take 30 percent. YouTube super chats. 30%, Facebook video, 45%, same as YouTube, uh, Facebook gaming, 30% of supporters, which is basically subscriptions, um, 0% on bits after fees, and stars cost $1.40 for 100 bits, Instagram, 45%, same as YouTube, Twitter takes 30% of ad revenue, oh wow, look at all that, Twitch takes 50, and then 30% if you're, if you're a preferred partner. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, like to be fair though, there was there was a lot of controversy on like how Twitch wants to handle ad advertisements. I think my favorite one was when they were gonna they were gonna minimize the stream to the corner. Oh yeah, and an ad would play out and it'd be like, oh Jesus, that's awful. Something about uh, I don't know. I've been hearing talks about Amazon wanting to drop um or rebranding Twitch Prime if you have an Amazon Prime subscription. Uh, and able to use it on Twitch. I, I heard they they might drop it. I don't know, but I could be wrong. Mm. All I know is, is that I doubt it. people I... go into this mentality of wanting to be streamers, wanting to be YouTubers with this mentality that can be toxic. And much like you said, and you said it over and over again, where they just only look at the numbers and they get depressed. Only 200 viewers. That's kind of That's kind of like dumb, honestly. Um, that's why I like watching people like podcasts or... Uh, or, or, or shows, or even Twitch live streams, or live streams in general, where people are just, like, super, like, nonchalant, or just chill about everything, and then they're, like, super, yeah. like, uh, what's the word? um Humble about every little chill. thing. And then when something negative comes through, they just, they're like, okay, cool, whatever. I don't care. Yeah. There, there's there's that thing where, like, people uh, need to, th like, get into this idea, like, oh, every streamer needs to be, like, super hype and super obnoxious. No, there's a market for everything. There's no one genre of music. If that, you know, there isn't, like, a statistic anomaly where, like, well, pop music is the most profitable, so we need to do that. It's not like the 90s again where, like, grunge was really popular and, like, everyone had to turn into grunge. I'm, right. I'm only joking. I like grunge music. Right. I've been listening to a lot of Nirvana and Alice in Chains and Soundgarden and uh, uh, Audio Slave. I think, I think more than anything, uh, if you put... And yeah, again, it's, it's mainly a mindset thing. Even if you look at bad news or even, like, I don't know, if if my phone screen cracks, right? Like, to a lot of people, that's like, mm -hmm. damn, that's annoying. I don't I have to get a new phone or I get a new this, this, and that. Well, if, it, if it's an iPhone, that should be, like, the norm. <laughs> Zing. Good thing Kenny's not on this on this podcast for this episode because he's a... <laughs> he's just only dying from Sugma. <laughs> yeah, and he's a big boy. He's a big boy uh, Apple fan. Even though it's inferior. Great. We're going to lose half of our audience here because I said that. But oh well. I know what I said. I'm sticking to it. I just think that... I don't know. It's it, it, it's mostly... Uh, I don't know. It I, sucks. I wouldn't say it's like how you were raised, I guess. But everyone's different. Obviously, for someone like me, like... Uh, maybe this is this is somewhat of a tangent, but someone asked me. He's like, oh... Uh, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn here. But someone told me, he's like, hey, how do you, like, get women? Because you seem to have an issue, not an, not an issue getting them. And my friend over here, he's having an issue trying to get women. And I'm just like, I honestly don't even, like, when I talk to another woman, 
even though they're like super attractive, my mind's like nothing in my head ever enters of me wanting to lay with this woman or date this woman. That is like the last thing I want. If anything, as a meme, I'll say the like what comes before that is laying with the homies or the dudes before laying with this girl. Or hell yeah, dude. That's Never lose saying. your weight. It's just, and then people say that, oh, that, that's just confidence. I'm like, I don't know if that's confidence or not. It's just my mindset of just like, um, okay, I'm just doing my thing, and I'll let you do your thing. And I guess people see that as confidence because, I, I don't know, I, I sort of see that as a, um, oh, look at this guy who, uh, who who thines that nothing bothers him or whatever. And you try for something that pokes him or that really, really bothers him. It's, it's something like that, honestly. It's just like, just... Like, just live your own life and My, just, just do your thing. If you want to record your stuff on YouTube, like what we're doing now, honestly, with this podcast, yeah. it's fun just talking about topics. Even with our Pokemon episode, it was fun just talking amongst friends that we can right. share this this joy and this uh, nonsense. This passion that we love about it and we could hopefully build a community. Because at the end of the day, that's what a community is all about. It's, whether it's a game, a person, a ideology, a book, a fucking, you know... A, common reviews on a dildo on Twitter. I mean, like, there's, it's all... Hey, man, dude, eventually we'll start getting, you know, eventually once I, I start making enough shilling, we'll eventually follow through every tweet that I make and say, hey, um, my fish just died underneath. By the way, get 50% off on the Super Thrustmaster 5000. Thrustmaster is actually a fucking air, <laughs> air stick you know uh, funny, though? company. Uh, but Some men make a lot of money on Oni's fans for, like, toe picks and, like, um, well, you just mentioned dildo, and that's actually like super accurate, and it actually concerns me how much money these guys make because they're willing to do these things that they're like, yeah, I'm cool with it. I mean, what? Okay, let's let me ask you this, Marcos. What do you think is like the most like out of question? Like, no matter how much money a company offers you, would you not promote? Um, that's uh, that's not illegal, and that's not like controversial or anything. Like, it's just like a product. I mean, first, let me highlight by saying that I just got to make enough money where I can just live by my own means and then anything more. Than okay, that, so you don't have like a high amount you you want no, no, no. anyway. So Even that kind of offering me like, hey, like a million dollars, like I mean, like a million dollars sounds nice, but like I don't think I'm ever going to need like a lot of money in order to do all this stuff. Like, I do you think you could live off of a million dollars like from your current state right now? Uh, yeah, for a pretty long time, actually. That's what I'm saying. Like, in this, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, like if if, if I gave you a million dollars right now, do you think you could live off of it until your death? No, not till my death. But what I'm saying is, is that okay. I'm not so married to the idea of money that I'm so current. Like, what's the saying? I'm always chasing the bag. Uh, always trying to make that bread. As those young folks say, I'm not always so like super focused on that. But back to your question. Like, obviously, I have my own principles, and I'm not about to become a shill that'll take advertisements from, I don't know, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe like a, a dumb VPN that got hacked multiple times, and it, it falls. Oh, yikes. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not naming anything specifically. I'm just giving out a hypothetical. So I know, like, I know. Uh, or, or, or maybe like a game like Raid Shadow Legends. Like, I'm, I've never played it. <laughs> no, not the Raid Shadow I've Legends. Damn it. it. And I'm never into it. <laughs> no, Michael, stop. We need that. We need that fucking sure. sponsorship. Look, if you guys want to take it. Wait, I'm hold fine. up. We have a message from our advertisers. What's that? So, look, I, I don't know if, if it's morally questionable and the advertisement agreement is like 10 pages long. I'm not going to sign it. Okay. Because, like, 
I guess I, I get where you're coming from. I guess my train of thought would be like if some company prom- came up to me like, hey, we want you to advertise this product. The first thing would be like, okay, let me try it. Okay, well, do the commercial. No, I need to fucking try it. And I need oh, to yeah, know if it's too. good or not. Like if someone comes up to me like an, I don't know, an agency comes up, part of this company saying, hey, uh, we're going to pay you this much to do uh, this advertising gig. Just sign here, 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 and here. And it's like 30 pages long. It's like, uh, can you do this? But like in one page so I can actually read it and like, oh, no, we can't. Yep. This is what we give to everyone. And I'm like, I'm not going to sign something this big where it's uh, – do you know who the fuck I am? I am Marcos from the DKM podcast, it's not even motherfucker. That. I practically... It's not even that. I'm not trying to be elitist. It's like, look, if you could explain it simply, what you want, how you want it, in one page, in a couple paragraphs, I'm cool for it. But I get that you need to have 30 pages because of uh, your team of lawyers. Your team and... of lawyers to make it tight. Yeah. However, if you can't give it to me in one, maybe even two pages, where it says, hey, at this date, for this time, this is what he's going to do. All his videos. Listen, I would never answer a booty call that it has a PDF document of 30 pages that I need to sign. I'll tell you that much. I, I just, I don't know. If you want to do advertising, that's cool. More power to you, but personally, I, like, I'm only willing to advertise. I just love, I, I, I love all the tweets. My favorite is, like, all these tweets about, like, people as soon as, like, they start making numbers. That Like, the follow-up tweet is, like, oh, check out these, like, galaxy lights that I got at 50% off from this shady Chinese website. Mm-hmm. It's, like, always, always the same fucking tweet. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't think I'd be the one to constantly advertise things because unless I use it, it's not something I'd be, like, eh, whatever. Like, if, I don't know, one day Costco decides to, they want to advertise us, I'll be, like, oh, yeah, I go to Costco all the time. I bite. Yeah, me and my boys, fuck, fuck everything else. Me and the boys hang out at Costco. Which, honestly, I don't think Costco needs my advertisement or advertisements in general because people love Costco and how good they are. But that being s- Hey, you never know, man. Well, that being said, um, uh, I don't know. So- I just like if – let's just say I use a, a collagen product that I use often because I like the brand. And they go, hey, can you mm-hmm. advertise your stuff? It's like, hey, I already use your stuff. And I like it. Sure, I'll advertise. Or maybe a skincare ad that I already use this product constantly. And they go, oh, cool. So will you advertise this? Like, yeah, sure. Let me see what this contract's like, and then uh, we'll discuss and whatever. Like, it's something like that, that honestly, that if I can use it and I can recommend it to you, then they'll be all for it. Like, everyone knows that if if – if your buddy recommends something to you, it's someone you know. You're you're more confident yeah. in their review on something because they advertise it to you. So that being said, I think I, I, that's like the problem is like when a product gets like a lot of controversy because maybe like I don't know like I don't know this blanket makes your dick smaller or something like that. You know, people don't you will get mad at the company, but the first thing they'll get mad at most likely is the people who promoted it. Because, you know, they'll take like, hey, I trusted your word on it and I might sue mm-hmm. you or, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. You're right. I see, what um, you mean. I see what you mean. Oh, so, but really, to answer your own question, um, the only thing you're going to be ever advertising for us is probably going to be our own merch whenever we get around to it. So, our merch. I expect. I, yeah, I guess that's something like that's some that's something completely different because that's something I'm trying to get out there. Well, that's something of us that we're trying to promote ourselves. Also, the uh, hmm, I guess more than anything. Uh, when it comes to promoting promoting things, uh, like if we're selling shirts and stuff, like I don't know, I I just I just feel like I really want to be transparent on a, a lot of things I do, 
Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, a lot of people who have Patreons tend to, like, hide their, like, how much they make a month. But they don't hide the amount of Patreons that they have. Patrons? Patrons. Well, uh, how do you feel about that? Do you think that the person should be up front and be like, hey, I make X amount of dollars Honestly, every month? Or do you think that they should? on the situation. If you're a certain type of content okay. creator that advertises, I don't know, maybe someone who... Who, I'm not trying to get too political. You know, if you're a douchebag and you flex on everybody. No, I'm just not to get too political, but someone who is more of the uh, socialist type that wants to give more back to the working class and stuff, but you hide how much you make a, a month. I'm like, hey, you can use this money to actually like, obviously pay off what you need to pay off, and then use the rest of that money to advertise what you need to advertise in order to get your views out there to help people you need to help in order to get what you want. So, like, I, I don't know. It, 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 I mean, at the end of the day, it is it your is money. You can do whatever the hell you I'm just saying it is situation yeah. on this. I, d- I don't want you. I, I'm trying to prevent you from, like, borderlining on, like, poor shaming because I fucking hate people when they do that. I fucking despise it when people do that crap. Right. Basically, it's like, imagine if I'm Jeff Bezos, right? And, you know, let's say I donated to a cause. I'm like, hey, I'm going to donate $100,000 towards this cause, right? And then you come up to me and say, well, Jeff, you're worth like $40 million. You should give out more. And it's like, no, but I'm not I saying out, like uh, that completely. I'm just saying you can do more. You can put your money where your mouth is. Yeah, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, like, or what about those, like, you know, uh, uh like priests from like those super mega churches where it's like they're like oh i want to give help and everything by the way i got to go fly on my fourth private yeah, jet that's cringe. that's cringe and me being a religious yeah. man that's actually cringe um that yo <laughs> father it's cringe bro complain about what was his old white dudes there's these two pastors you have to be specific about hey we need a six plane and i'm like um what the fuck excuse me like what people were bashing onto him, the the these pastors and they're like listen it's <sighs> okay to, to to simply put it they just preach the gospel in such a way where it's always a feel good message it's not about the truth that you, hey you need to like own up your own nonsense and change for the better of yourself and mm-hmm. your and to have a better relationship with your lord but the thing is, they don't preach that. They don't preach that, hey, this is bad, 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 bad. They always talk about the good, uh, the love, and all that. People like that message. People like that positivity. But because yeah. I'm a realist in some ways, uh, I can say that, hey, um, if it's too good, then that seems not to be true. All they're preaching is the good stuff, good stuff, good mm-hmm. stuff. That's telling you that, hey, you need to really like Do you- control yourself. You really need to... like. Like, what's the word? You really need to, like, um, set yourself in this line and walk it daily without ever, like, um, being led astray. astray. But if you do, you can always, like, go back to the line and make sure, make a steady effort of, like, not leaving that spot, you know, wandering around. And these megachurches really, uh, megachurches pastors really don't. tend to do that in my experience from what i've able to see i don't know it's just kind of it's it's really cringe uh just having that much money that much like just 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 have enough to live comfortably like you don't need a a, a ten thousand acre plot land to have your mansion your helicopters your it's yeah. just ugh, i don't know I, I i i get where you're coming from i i guess if i had to look at it i i don't know like 
how much money would be too much money for you? Like, what do you think would be like the ultimate cap for you? Uh, and you start being like uber generous. Right, right. Like, I guess my thing, I would have to figure out like way ahead of time and be like, okay, how much money do I need to live off for the rest of my life? Like I brought up before, like I was looking this up because I was like Googling this. Okay. Okay. If you had like $1 million in your bank account right now, let's assume that your expenses were completely paid off and you were no, not tied down to any debts whatsever. And I looked into it like, okay, if you had a million dollars, how would no you live? But yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, but I'm talking about like, but, but then again, you know, like I'm talking about like not having like to worry about right, family. Right. You're just by right. yourself, completely single, right? Like no financial responsibilities essentially, right. right? And I was looking up that like, oh, how much, how could you survive off of just $1 million? And most people would say like, well, you got to move to a different country because that $1 million doubles or triples if the do- if that dollar value goes up yeah, in a I certain country. Yeah, if I don't have a job and I can only use this $1 million for the rest of my life, then Exactly. Yeah. Like you're just completely living off of it. Let's say you're in your – okay, let's, let's say you're not in retirement. Let's say you're about mid-50s. Let's say that. I think that's a safe bet. You can still work, but you don't have to. You can retire if you feel like it. Oh, okay. I don't know. So I – I was just curious. I was like looking that up. I was like, okay, most people say, oh, if you go live in like, I think they said Brazil. I'm not so sure. But some people say, oh, if you live in X country, like you yeah. could technically live off of that for the I was looking like when I was looking at like a bunch of like wage slave anti videos and stuff. A lot of people say like, oh, I wish I could live in like Bangkok or something like that. Because I know that like the paper, like the, the, the scalp, the table scraps I make working at my job here in America, I probably could live off of for the rest Here's of my life. Though. In a different that country. is so true, though. You can take a million, move to Bangkok, you know, go to Thailand, live in Thailand, invest that one million, or mm-hmm. most of one million, make that money, make money for you, and you're fine. You're absolutely fine. And we're in places around the world where um, U.S. currency is viewed as higher in value because of their currency, right? It's it's a no-brainer. Living in America because of comfort, I guess it's sort of like a. Uh, a privileged state of mind because you can live comfortably in other places even more so even with ten thousand dollars you can go to the dominican republic i think it's more like people just think that america is like the only modernized country ever so they think that like they go anywhere else they think that like oh my god this country's so uncivilized i don't have a t-mobile so but, i can't get a but, cell phone plan they're but, like yeah you but, can but, but i want my gigabit internet speed well you could probably in india probably i don't know there are places where I honestly wouldn't want to go to because, like, yeah, Brazil's pretty dangerous, so I ain't going to do that. Um, <laughs> You're going to Brazil. That's, that's a punishment in and of itself, dude. I don't know why anyone wants to go to Brazil. Oh, but man. that's the thing, though. Like, But when it comes to your question about living on my means, I mean, if it were just right now living in the U.S. where, where I'm at uh, and how I'm living, I don't know. It's actually not that bad. To tell you the truth, it's more... Oh, by the way, if you're rich, too, you could also just, like, you know, if you don't want to pay taxes, you could just, you know, offshore the shit out Honestly, of your money. So, theoretically, uh, yeah, that speaking, sense. that $1 million could probably quadruple with the less expenses. Well, honestly, when it comes to, like, my my main expensive of how I'm going to, like, live my life, it's more about what I'm going to buy. And I'm probably going to buy a lot of, like, mm-hmm. things to exercise with, like, machines that I can actually use to actually, like, I don't know, get swole. And not go to a gym. Okay. But that's really it. Okay. How about this? How about this? Okay. Let's just say you have a million dollars, right? And you, what would you split it up into say like, okay, because I've never, well, okay. Well, I did kind of box in the question saying that like you only had a million dollars to live off of. So let's just say 
you have $1 million, you could go to any country in the world and you have to buy property with that million dollars, but you live off of that $1 million alone and you don't make anything that makes any income on the side. I don't know. It's kind of, these conditions are kind of, would that be possible? These conditions are kind of dumb because sure I could take a million dollars, but if I take it to some other country and I can reliably store it somewhere, sure it will last me a while but the thing is more than anything i'm gonna take those million dollars and do two things with it invest, invest and, and put it into savings yeah good point that i guess that's a good way i guess if we had to add that catalyst like okay so if you could invest with that money but you're not working you're only investing i don't know i'd be bored out of my mind and i really would hate that situation if i can't work if i can't do something that would actively i don't just to be productive. I mean, you could do shit. You could do it. But, I mean, like, you're not working for, like, a paycheck, essentially. To tell you the truth, even if I won the, won the lottery, I'd probably still be working in my field until, like, I'll be, like, comfortably, like, okay, now I can support everyone I want to support because my money made more money. And now I can use that mm-hmm. money to put trust funds out there for most of my family members so they can live somewhat That's comfortably. I'll still keep working my job right. because... I, you can look at these. Do you know what a blue zone is in the world? It's no. Areas where zone? people are over a specific age, for the most part. Um, here, let me see. A blue zone. Uh, from from my memory, um, it's areas of the world where people tend to live longer because they're older and they tend to be healthier. Um, and like. A good thing they have in common is like their diet. They're more pescatarian more than anything. Um, and they have purpose, right? So like when you go into retirement, right? Let's just say the age of 65, you retire and you're no longer like you have your money set aside and you're no longer working anymore. Uh, you're set for life. What do you do? You just enjoy the rest of your life. You have no responsibility. You have no purpose other than just enjoyment. Uh, but these blue zones, yeah. these people who are old, 90 year old men still chopping wood to get that wood fire. Uh, and people ask, hey, why are you doing this and not someone else who's younger? The, some of the common responses, if, if not me, uh, then what else am I going to do? You know, they, they, they yeah, give because... themselves responsibilities. They give themselves purpose in order to do what they need to do. Wait, and you said, like, wood fire, is that for themselves, or they're, like, they, they do it for money? For themselves. They do, just do it for yeah, themselves. Yeah. Okay. So Yeah, they work for it. They, okay. they do work. It's like, hey, I have to do this because I need to do it. And yeah, that's the thing, though. Like, if, if I were that rich, obviously, I would want to. If, hopefully, if I don't change as a person, because money does change people. Um, if you come from humble beginnings, um, you hopefully doesn't corrupt you too much because money tends to really mess up some people if you don't have a strong constitution uh, within yourself. But that's 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 besides the point. But. I think I, it, I, I think when you br- when you bring that up, I, I think that that's always fascinating to me. It's like, why is it that like musicians, YouTubers, personalities, actors, things like that? Why do they lose their money? Why is it? Is it because of bad dealings? Is it because they splurge all of it? They don't have like the foresight to be like, you know, like I don't know. It's just if you were to, to give me like a million dollars, all I could think is like, okay, what can I do with that money right now? Maybe get a house and maybe pay off some bills. But all I could think was like, okay. I have a million dollars right now. I could live off of that for probably a year or two, but I want to know how I could live off of not just that million dollars, but with money I can make further yeah, yeah. on. You it's know what I'm saying? Because like I don't, 
Yeah, because I don't have to work for table scraps anymore. I don't got to work at a crappy nine to five anymore because I already well, got the money. Though. But I don't want to like though. live. Since I work in aviation, it's something that mm-hmm. I've, I've truly enjoyed working in, mainly because of the people there. They're genuine people. Uh, never have has there been situations where there's like drama or anything because people. Uh, y- when their lives are boring as fuck, they want to start drama. It's fucking no, it's thing, though, it's Even crazy. in my job, it's not like that. In all the jobs I've been with regarding to aviation, it's not like that. And people tend to relate yeah. with one another, and they form stronger bonds when you Well, that drama together. comment isn't just for, like... It's not just, just drama, like, in like in a work environment. I'm talking about just, like, life in general. No, but There's I'm not like, talking about drama. I'm you just saying t- that because in some jobs, there are dramas. I'm just, I'm yeah, just making a yeah. side point I've been about, there. in my experience, when it comes to aviation... There's small little bits of drama, but it's not, like, super, like, petty petty detrimental to the work environment. I'm just saying, it, in the aviation industry, it's nice, it's fun, you get to work with people who, who you get to form a bond with because you suffer together when it comes to working at your job because you're pressed for time or you got to do this, this, and that, and you're working with a, with a, on a problem together, you're brainstorming. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's nice, and... You develop these bonds, these sets of humors that you 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 meet with pe- that you get with these people because you understand them and they understand you. And honestly, like when I had to quit my last two jobs when it came to aviation, what sucked about it was missing seeing the people every day because that mm-hmm. what made the job even more like even even better. Granted. I think I, I do think that like working with people like certain coworkers it does kind of make right, or break right. your environment. Granted, I didn't really deal with customers, so I guess that's why it made the situation better. Because when you deal with customers, yeah, yeah. people can be really like you can meet some really dumb people when it comes to customer service. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Like, Lord knows, Lord knows that the uptick of Karen videos lately has right. been a great example of that. And the thing is, is that. You can look at, uh, I, I don't know. It's it's more about, sure, I can have this money, but at the end of the day, like, I still want to work. I still want to, like, knowing that I'm going to work not because, oh, you're working underneath it, someone. Now, wait, let me clarify something. When you say work, do you mean in that particular field or you just want to work free because you just like to the, do shit? That field. Because I went to school for it. That field, okay. I went okay. to school for it. Okay. I enjoy the field. Mm-hmm. I and I enjoy the industry. You love your job, It's not so much about the job. It's just more about seeing... It, it, it really keeps me on my toes, as well as the people there. The people there really make it so much better. And it's more about that, that, that brotherhood that you get from working with your coworkers. And it's, it's just fun. Yeah. Obviously, my mentality is different now because I'm no longer like, hey, I need... De- I've never been in a situation where I, 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 I need this job to survive. I've never had that situation, and I'm lucky I've never had that situation, and I'm humbled by yeah. that. But, um, yeah, I, I would probably still be working just because I don't want to be bored out of my mind. But there will be okay. a point where I'm just like, you know, I'll probably stop being working in this f- kind of area that I'm working in and go still in aviation, just do something else because I still want to be part of the uh, – the thing that I went to school for, uh, to be part of that overall community, um, and maybe even start a business. Who knows? But it's it's something about just being stagnant and just having all this money. It's just I don't know. I get where you're coming from. Yeah, I mean it's it's understandable. I could I could see where you're coming from. Some people like you know, there's plenty. I'm pretty sure you've seen like those old people that work at Walmart as greeters. Some of them. 
legitimately just work there because they just like the they they just like the environment or they they just kind of find it as a nice way to kill yeah, time true. um and i was you know if you watch like dave ramsey for example you see like all these people talk about like i'm i have money i i put good enough savings and this and that and it's like kind of awkward it's like well what are you complaining about it's like well i just don't have any motivation and like I would just tell the guy, hey, man, I think you just need to find a hobby at yeah. that point. I don't think you need to work. I don't. I think you just, like, planned everything out. But, like, people look up, like, plan out getting to retirement. And once they're in in retirement, they just don't know, like, what to do afterwards, you know? And that's the like, part. You know, we're young. That's the part where people tend we're, to, like, lose hope. And funny enough, it's uh, it's also the part where they um, they lose uh, some years of their life because they have no responsibilities yeah they're they're you know their kids are are grown up they moved out of the house they're happy everything's okay and you know some of them are just kind of like all right i i've saved up all this money and time i'm sitting in my recliner and i'm like oh damn i'm about to be 75 and i got nothing mm -hmm. to do and i'm like well find a hobby do you like fishing do you find this get into just do something you gotta do i think as humans we are you know as lazy as i am there are moments where just like fuck i want to do shit i just want to get on a project and work on it to beginning to end yeah. you know and, and to me it's like that's sort of like that's why i bring up that like money examples that like if i was just rich and i and i could just do anything i would not be like comfortable just sitting on my couch every day not doing anything that's probably why i can't like binge watch tv like to me it's like it, there's not enough interaction for me so that's why i like to play video games because video games i have to actively do something you know what i'm saying right like to quote my father like my father's a great example my dad you know every time i hang out with this man um I'll, it's the same scenario i'll go to his living room we're watching tv together and he'll put on like a movie or something and he'll get up and do shit he'll just do random crap he'll like fix a sink he'll set up a router he'll work on a project and i just be like what do you do and he's just like everything i just do everything i put that movie on like six different times and i think i've seen like little bits and pieces of it until eventually seen the entire mm -hmm. movie and and that's me i just wish i had more time to do my personal thing and that's why i like doing this podcast and like my youtube and twitch because that's shit that i love to do and i want to work on and that's why like i bring up earlier when i told people when i tell people it's like you know I want to kind of run this like a business, but not in the sense where it's like, you know, I'm going to be super stale and only look at the topic, like trending topics and be like, all right, Fortnite is the hot shit. I got to only do Fortnite content because that's what makes the kids click on yeah. my videos. Like, I don't want to look at it like that. I look at it very, very honest with people and say, look, look at it like a safety blanket. If I have everything laid out perfectly and I'm living off of that planned out in a sense where i don't have to stress about anything that's good for me and that's good for you guys because then i don't have to force myself to make shitty content in order to make x amount of dollars i want to be comfortable so you guys can enjoy the content you know what i'm saying yeah and you were talking about something that reminded me of i forgot what the moment was um what what, what i forgot what, what this guy's twitch channel uh what his name was and all this stuff but this dude was complaining about him not wanting to play this game at all but he has to oh yeah and i think he i know who you're talking about it's a certain fellow from back in the day i don't remember i don't remember but all i know is that that came to my mind that that people put all their eggs in one basket and thus they're forced to follow the trend they're fo forced to follow the hype and because they don't put all because they put all their eggs in one basket and I maybe yeah. I don't know what his situation is and why he's only doing this, why he only needs why he's only doing this in order to to make a living. 
but it's 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 sort of depressing uh and that yeah that's another thing that's why i tell people that like please like turn off your view count thing because that's just not good for you it's gonna like depress and stress the shit out of you right um uh critical was talking about that in his podcast where like one of his co-hosts was like streaming like ori in the blind forest and like apparently he he was saying that like oh nobody watched me play that and it's like you know and he says like oh i can't like play that game on stream because nobody would watch me and that's what like any any streamer like if you're a streamer known for doing like one particular game or one genre and stuff and when you like branch out and do other stuff yeah, you're going to get a viewership hit, but if your personality is enjoyable enough, you're going to retain those viewers. If not, you're going to double or regain them back at the very mm-hmm. least. I don't know. It's just, again, like I said in, uh, tw- uh, earlier, it's more about this mindset. It's more about what you want to yeah. do, when you want to do it, how you want to do it. You're not so much, much like how I'm not, like, I'll make enough money where I'm comfortable and I'm just chilling, doing my own thing. But I'm not married to the whole idea of financing and all that stuff. I'm not trying, basically trying to get as much money as I can. I don't know. It's just my mentality. It might be flawed. Sure, I'm willing to accept that when it comes around. But I'm more about like, hey, I'm just going to do my thing because I want to do my thing. And I'll yeah. prepare for what I really need to prepare for. But all I know is, is that if I were to be, if I were going to stream and people are telling me, hey, I should do this, this, and that, I'm just going to be like, all right, cool. Thanks for your, uh, I'm going to say duly noted. And I'm gonna do my own thing, but like I'm sure I'll I'll accept like hey I've like someone recommends me a game like yeah sure I'll try it out just to try it out but I won't be like actively like on it twenty four seven. But if some asshole comes and says like play Warzone, I don't want you to play Dark Souls. Play Warzone. You know what's fun about Warzone? Like yeah, much like with most games that I uh I just like playing with friends, and if we win, cool, we freaking win. But I'm just playing with friends and we're just having a fun time. Like, this one right. time we were, uh, yesterday, I had a win where uh, we were playing in quads, and we were in a really bad situation. The reason why is I wanted to complete a contract in Hills. Um, if anyone doesn't understand what Hills is, it's, it's, it's a um, it's a part of the map in the southwestern mm-hmm. so- part of the map. I needed to, to complete a contract there in order to complete my challenge. And everyone was like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Well, we get there. It was it was complete and total garbage. The whole team died. Only two of us made it out of the gulag. I managed to revive everyone because of the money I found. And then two more people died. And then I revived them again because I found even more money. And then we were just in a bad spot overall. We just kept dying. We kept dying over and over again. And we somehow made it through. We, we killed all these campers who were camping our loadout. We killed everyone all the way through. And we finally... And we won the game. It was a horrible start. Horrible start. And we yeah. ended up winning. And it was fun. Not because I'm a masochist idiot that wants to keep losing, 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 getting bad starts over and over and over again. But it was just fun playing with games. And that was my mindset going into it. People want to play... You, got, you, you focus more into the fun of the game rather than like... You know, oh, what is my stream gonna watch? It's just more entertaining. You lo- you more focus on like, am I gonna enjoy myself playing this? You're not gonna force yourself to play a game that you don't really give a shit about just because oh my audience tells me I have right. to play it. And it's not even that. It's just. And that's why I set myself up as a variety streamer from the word go because fuck me, I can't imagine playing only one game on stream. You can't. I can't. No, I cannot do that. That would drive me insane. Yeah, I, I understand. It's not that hard to to figure out like what you want to do when it comes to just doing one single game. Yeah, it, it it does make sense though, but I just 
I mean, like, it's not just it's not just like Twitch streaming. It could just be like YouTube content as well. Like if you're, you know, it's it's always an awkward period to transition out of what you're known for into something you're passionate about, but you don't know if your audience is gonna follow along with it. Right. Uh, I mean, I could say right now that if I ever just stream any game, that would just probably like I don't know. Maybe I go from Warzone because I'm just playing with friends, and then when they stop playing, I'll probably just grind on zombies because I, I just like playing zombies, getting these challenges done. But then, out of nowhere, in my head, I just say, hey, um, how about you play this old childhood game that you loved playing when you were a kid? And just because, why not? Sure, it's a knockoff of Diablo, but you had fun with it because it was... It was it was a fate. It's yeah, fate, fate, right? I love that game. It fucking fate. I knew it. It was and, fucking fate. We all played it. And I, I played it. I played it a lot. Are you... Are, Actually, wait. Quick question. Um, have you have you ever played Diablo? Yeah. Uh, are you looking forward to that Diablo two remake that they're I working on? I was not on? even aware that that was coming out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I heard of it, and all I could think of was like, well, after Warcraft 3's fucking catastrophe, oh, yeah. I'm not looking forward yeah, to the true. idea of like Blizzard announcing another remake of a beloved game. Yep. But apparently, they promised they won't fuck this up. Not. Let, let's just say I'm not pre-ordering it anytime soon. All I know is I was having fun with Fate. I played up to the second game. I beat both the first and the second game. I had fun with it. I only played the free trial that came. I remember you had to get those fucking purple coins on Windows Vista in order to play them. Oh, yeah. No, I, I had them. Ah, uh, good times. I have the game. I have both games on Steam, actually. Oh, they're on Steam? Oh, that's right. They there are on Steam. I completely forgot about that. I think I th- I got it from, like, a Humble Bundle, like, years I ago. I forgot about that. I haven't actually opened up Steam in I a while. Like, I like those games. Even though it's... Marcos, I think I think you should stream. I would love to see what you have to say, like if you had to interact with the chat audience. Everybody's watching this right now. I want you guys to comment right now if you want Marcos to stream and what games would you like him to stream? Because I, I think that'll be very very I just fascinating. Don't have the and I would right I would on the comfort of want to stream. I don't know. Would you ever stream? Would you ever want to? Or Maybe, like one of these days? Just not. I don't know. It, it's probably not, not? something okay. that I that I would. I don't know. When it comes to me playing video games, I I tend to move around a lot. Like once I'm done playing a game or something just happens, I legit just walk out of frame. I do my own thing. Like I don't know. I could just I, I just finished playing zombies for starting this this match, and <laughs> is that how you farm hours in your look, games? I'll play a, a game of zombies. Five hours go by. Uh-huh. Not because I'm playing zombies for five hours. I only played zombies for one hour. But it's constantly on and off because I'm pausing them doing other things. Like, uh, oh, I got to take this person to work. Or I got to go pick up something for the store. And I just pause my yeah. game. You just leave and the I game. You just leave, leave the game and go. on. And I, when I come back, hey, it's back here. Obviously, that's not going to be a successful method when it comes to streaming. But if I ever did... St- well, Snoop Dogg did that and it was hilarious. He 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 was streaming at one point. He stopped because he got really mad. Walked out of frame. Leaves for like a couple hours, and he just like casually walks back to his little Yo, studio and looks over like, "Damn, I'm still streaming." Snoop Dogg is cracked on Halo. Yeah, he was fucking good. He had a gamer moment. I thought that didn't was he? I thought that was just photoshopped in, but no, no, he's he's really good. But here's the thing though, like, if and he gets so mad. I'd probably do try stream just because why not? Uh. What's try uh, streaming? Streaming on three different platforms. Uh no, I, I don't recommend that. I think you should just Why? just stick to one. I I I think that for one thing though, it's you should just be um how, how would I how would I how would I put it? For one thing though, it's really difficult. It also is not as simple no, as I know. it sounds. I'm aware it's of this. actually I'm aware of this. It, 
Yeah, it's it's way more stress on everything. In fact, it's not even just stress on the servers. It's also stress to you as well because you have to follow like three different chat yeah, windows. Yeah, if you pay attention to the chat um, all the time. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't think I'm gonna do often. So, to tell you the truth, I've seen Deller do it once, and he hated it. And I think that it just wasn't a good idea. I think that whatever platform you prefer to stream on, just I, do it thing, because though, I, I think you should have just a preferred platform. Mm. All right. And also, well, that, that's just I my take. To build a bigger community, and to get noticed, I guess, uh, streaming to multiple platforms is obviously the way to go. Which honestly, I don't even care about um, getting a big audience. But how are you gonna get your part? How are you gonna get your partnership? Uh, uh, the YouTube channel I I sent you the link, whatever. Uh, I don't know. I I've been looking a lot of research into Twitch partnership, and it's honestly a joke. So I don't really care about Twitch partnerships, especially if they want you to be exclusive. No, 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 no. I'm going to do that. Especially if, I don't know, if I pay the, the same artist who did my, my avatar for the DKM thing, if I make an emoji out of it to put it on Twitch, well, guess what? That's Twitch's property. And whoop-de-doo. Uh, they own it now. So what can I do about it? Nothing. I get you. So I don't know. It's just All Twitch right. doesn't seem like a like a big turn on for me. All I know is if I do like stream, like I'll, I'll probably just meme around, but like I'm like I'll probably like stream like maybe an hour at most because I don't think like. But my thing, you'll you'll probably be on my streams and we could like go off of that. I would love to do like some DKM related uh, streaming projects. I'm done like for that. maybe we could get a community involved. I I would love to do something like that and. I, I got some things and ideas in the background. We'll we'll see what we could build off of that. Yeah, but uh, I I just think that uh, yeah, I got. I just want to know how would you interact with a chat? Like will, that's what I'm very I curious. Just need to build a PC for that, a, a PC where I'm comfortable doing that. Because right now I'm just oh, okay. working with a laptop. I get you. Yeah, no, I, I I totally understand. But I just I just been curious, like you know, because there are people out there I've known that like you know they're super like. You know, there are people out there who say that, like, I like doing videos because I don't like streaming because I don't want to, you know, when I play video games, I want to be completely immersed in a game. And, you know, there's people, out there, especially there's people out there who say, like, oh, I don't like to stream, like, when a game is brand new. Because to me, I, I value that first time experience more than anything yeah. else. So to them, it's, like, it, like, not appealing to them to be like, oh, fuck, I have to, like, be on camera and I have to be presentable and I can't like scratch my balls and sniff them and anything on camera. Like that's, that's a bit of a turnoff, you know, that's like part of the Imagine experience. Imagine caring you know? about that and still doing, yeah, the, gotta be the chat and just <sighs> do it anyways. Dude, I'm, listen, I bank on live stream fails. That's, that's how I build off my brand. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is that if I were to stream, I, I don't know, I just would really focus on it. Uh, maybe, I guess, reactions to like, I don't know, direct, just mean like yes we should do that we should definitely do that us us three like all together watching a direct live yeah that would be like something completely different so that's like i don't know that's something like uh we could watch the uh latest playstation state of play and i could go into a narcolepsy well yeah so i don't know wait they announced a final fantasy battle royale for mobile devices excuse me wait yeah that actually happened and was fucking Wait, Wait, yeah, you didn't know. <laughs> they did. They show you. I was wait. You I thought it was Josh, and you know, it's it's a real thing wait, here. No, Let me I, I, I'm looking at it right now. What is going? What? <laughs> yeah, 
it was so funny because it wasn't even like cool enough to be on the fucking state of play. Wait. They literally had to tweet out. So like, that's not it. There's Wait. also one so more thing. They're pushing for mobile games, which is obviously a cash grab. Um, obviously, they're making it a battle royale, which is the hype. And it's probably canon. It probably has some lore bits oh into it, so god. that's fun. Hey, I think you're right. It's probably going to be canon. Why would they... Oh my god, this is so dumb. Dude, come on, dude. I always wanted to play a Final fan. Dude, they have a Chocobo skin. <laughs> Look at these mobile graphics, man. It feels like... Play <laughs> it looks like Metal Gear, uh, Metal Gear Online. Chocobo skin. Oh my god. Why? Why is that's this right. even a the, thing? That's right. The only the only Final Fantasy game you should ever play online is Final Fantasy fourteen, the cri critically acclaimed MMO that with the new expanded free trial lets you play up to level sixty and lets you play up to the first expansion, Heaven's Word. Download it now. Please, Square Enix, sponsor me. I really love your game. I don't know, dude. Oh my goodness. I don't know what the What? <laughs> Isn't it cool? <laughs> you can do summons and shit, dude. This is awesome. No. 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 No, dude. Yo, this is cringe, Square. What the fuck? <laughs> Why would it... I don't know, dude. Square really messed up with, with Kingdom Hearts 3. I don't... <sighs> I still have to beat it. Yeah, me me too. I just stopped playing it once I, once I completed a... What do you call it? Uh, all the worlds. And now it's just story-based. Now it's just story. I... I just, I just can't do, like, I don't know, man. To me, it's like, with my time schedule and shit, like, RPGs are practically, like, a known thing that's like, if I buy this RPG, I will never get around to playing it, aside from 14. But, like, I like I bought Persona 5. It looks really nice on my shelf. That's about it. Uh, I could, you know, I could watch the game on YouTube, like all the Nintendo fans. I'm joking. I'm joking. I know it's, a dead, it's annoying. Um... But yeah, RPGs are, are difficult, especially when you're playing like Kingdom Hearts and there's like 50 different cutscenes and you're just like, oh boy. I'm calling it right now. Kingdom Hearts 4 is going to be a movie with a health bar. Okay, I would not agree with that statement. If it was a Hideo Kojima game, then yes, I would yeah, agree Kingdom with that. Kingdom Hearts Hideo Kojima game. Hell yeah, dude. Wait a minute. Why would you do that? What? A Hideo what? Kojima Kingdom Hearts 4? I don't know about that, Chief. I mean, have you have you played Metal Gear Solid Four or more? Yes, watched it. Uh, no, to both. I have Phantom Pain. Okay, I just gotta play it. It's really good. I I think you might like Phantom Pain the most if you're if you're not big into soup into story and sure it's not gonna make any goddamn sense to you. But I mean, like as far as gameplay loop goes, it's it's pretty good. You're not gonna be like sitting through cutscenes as much as like Metal Gear Solid Two or Three, for example, and especially Four. Um, you're pretty much going to be going through long loops of gameplay before you even touch a cutscene, mainly because the cutscenes were not complete. But hey, that's just me. I do want petty. to get into uh, the only Metal Gear game I played was the one with a uh, Raiden, where you. It's Revengeance, that baby! Game was crazy. That game was awesome. They need to re-release it. I wish Konami and or well, Konami doesn't acknowledge anything, but I wish that Platinum Games. Well, they do. Be fair though, they did do a PC release of the game like years later, which is great. Um. But yeah, I, I do think that they need to acknowledge its history, as ridiculous as it is. I'm surprised I completed that game on the hardest difficulty. Because fighting, oh, what was the dude's name? Uh, Armstrong, no, motherfucker. Armstrong. Um, Jet. Was it Jet? The one with the red sword. Don't. Yes. Dude, that Jet. boss fight was so bad. Two cyborg ninjas meeting up to in the desert to fight. Oh, <laughs> Katanas, baby, let's it, go. That. 
my god, it was so bad. I died a lot. And then I fought Armstrong, and then I... I th the only boss fight I remember struggling the most was fucking Armstrong, because, like, that game, me you needed to master the blade mm -hmm. mode. But that, as well as Armstrong, on the hardest difficulty, mind you, had so much health. You did peanut damage when you didn't have your sword, when you had only your, uh, your, your fists to beat him up. Yeah, because you had to get the sword yeah, back. that was super difficult. I'm not sure if you remember that, but you're just fighting with your hands... It's been a while. I haven't beaten it since, like, late high school. So it's it, been a while. It was, bad. To... it was bad. But I'm, I'm, I'm down for it again just to play a Metal Gear game because I played one game that was epic and whatnot, and I know it's a good To game. be fair, though, that's not a fair assessment of the Metal Gear franchise. It is a spinoff game not. from, like, Platinum of all people. So, you know, just, take it for what it is. I just think that if I can enjoy that game and how bombastic the story is uh, on that game... I'm sure I can enjoy the other games that are a little bit more. Well, the other games are bombastic, but in a sense, like, well, it's also very pseudo, too. So you're going to have to kind of, you know, get into yeah. that. But, uh, yeah, I think I think we could go ahead and end on that note. Uh, Konami, if you still give a shit, at least sell your IPs to Sony so at least it can make good games or acknowledge your franchise before you start but fucking them more into making more pachinko machines. Um, I think we could go ahead and wrap from there. Uh, anything else you want to say before we go, Marcos? Sony, um, I want to see Bloodborne 2, Sony, please. Bloodborne uh, 2, because yeah. they own the rights to it. The IP, yeah, that's I true. I want to see Bloodborne 2 so bad. I would, I just wish that they would get around to, at least, if anything, make a patch for the game to run at 60 FPS, because a lot of streamers lately are, uh, modding the game, they're showing it off, and it's like, wow, this game looks so much better if it's at 60 FPS. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. But it doesn't really bother me at 60 FPS or not. I'm just a nerd who likes playing games. No, I get that. But, I mean, like, if you had the option. Uh, you know, we're on the PlayStation 5. And I'm just saying, if you if modders have been able to do it with, like, the PlayStation 4 Pro. Oh, right. I think that you you should probably get rid of that FPS cap right. as soon as possible. Right. But we'll have to wait and see. So, uh, yeah, I think we could go ahead and uh, wrap mm -hmm. from there. Um all right, so thank you so much for listening to this latest episode of DKM. Uh, I want to personally thank, and Marcos too, we want to personally thank all our new subscribers uh, lately. We br briefly alluded to it, but yeah, we noticed our subscriber count kind of jumped in the last couple of days. And we're kind of, I, I'm not going to lie, I'm a little bit, I was a little bit caught off guard by it. And I, I want to personally thank everybody who's been uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. I greatly appreciate it. You know, it, it really makes me happy knowing that we're building an audience and a lot of you guys are enjoying uh, us. Uh, thank you to all of our comrades in Russia who apparently really like our stuff. I don't know if there's something us three idiots could talk about that catch you guys' eye that made you want to listen to us. We greatly appreciate it. But a a anybody who's a new subscriber to us, uh, thank you. Uh, we greatly appreciate you just watching us. Um, and we're really glad that we're, we're, you know, we're building the community and we would love to do more with the community and maybe grow from it even more. Mm -hmm. um, so greatly appreciate it. If you want to, definitely follow us on Twitter. Definitely that's where we post our updates. We might want to keep an eye out for that because we might do some tweets later and talk about little things I got in the back burner that we may, might want to get the audience engagement up and going. Um, 
but yeah, thank you so much for the new followers. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of DKM. As you know, you're probably watching us on YouTube, or you could even listen to us on uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, anywhere where you could get us. Uh, I don't think we have made it yet through the uh, Gregorian nut that is uh, Apple Pod, uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, but after Marcos's comment, that might take us another 20 years. So hell yeah, cross our fingers. We might get that. We might get that through eventually at some point, or who knows? Maybe at some point we'll get the Joe Rogan experience and get bought out by Spotify. Fingers crossed. Um, yeah, baby, and nothing less, nothing less, and a solid gold jet. That thing can't even fly, but I want a solid gold jet. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, you know, humble, humble, humble demands. Humble de- oh, uh, so yeah. Uh, I'm going to go. Let's go ahead and just wrap that up. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of DKM. Yo, guys, have a good one. Please stay safe out there and see ya.